0: Welcome to Growing Storytellers, a helicopter stories podcast for anyone who works with children aged two to seven years old. I'm Trisha Lee and this is my colleague Isla Hill.
1: And today we are continuing with the prime area of personal, social and emotional development. Um, But we're going to be focusing in on the aspect of building relationships. And we're quite excited about this one and also called it Community of Storytellers, because that is our happy place with helicopter stories.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's so important that that actually, and we've talked about it quite a lot through all of the podcasts we've done before about this notion of a community of storytellers, of how a class comes together when they're telling stories in that way. And part of that. And building that community has to be about this uh, this notion of not choosing who is in your story, who acts out with you. Um, And this was something Vivian Gussin-Paley looked at during when she was writing her book, You Can't Say, You Can't Play. And that's where that idea came from of going, actually, is it fair to choose who's in your story and who isn't? And it's something that with helicopter stories, that notion of, going around the stage and characters coming up children coming up to take on characters based on where they're sitting not on a choice is such an important part and that's not a choice by the teacher and it's not a choice by the child of who's in my story as well and actually that's really important in terms of building relationships because otherwise we stick with our friends we don't take risks. We don't look outside of that known situation. And I've seen places where they do storytelling and story acting and they stick to choosing and they let the child choose how those characters work and how it comes out. And I've seen what that's like, which is, makes me even more convinced that going around is a better way to do it. And what I watched in one classroom was I saw the child who was the storyteller and they were there going, I'm going to be the princess and I need a king. Now, who's going to be the king? And then they're looking around and this child suddenly got all this power and there's all the children putting their hands up going, me, me, can I be the storyteller? Let me be the storyteller, please you could see them choosing and they go oh, I'll have that person and I'll have that and this was going on and I saw them choosing and it was a few stories where whoever had written the story was choosing their friends and around the stage there was a boy and he put his hand up every single time and no one chose him and he was like he would have been anything I mean literally he was putting his hand up for every single thing he would have been a leaf on a tree if somebody would have given him that role it literally goes, i could do that i could do that and nobody chose him and my heart was breaking and i was there helping to model how we do helicopter stories so once i'd watched what they were doing i said would you mind if i did it and showed you how i do helicopter stories because it's slightly different and i said to the children Can you pretend you haven't done this before and just go along with how I'm doing it? And afterwards we can talk about whether you liked that, you know, did it work? What was that like? And so I had a story that I'd brought with me and it was about a monster. And I deliberately, I put more trees in my forest because I deliberately wanted this boy to get a good role. And so I made sure that he was the monster. Now he came up onto the stage and This was years of repression of not being able to get onto the stage. This was like, he desperately, he was the best monster. It was like, this is monster audition. This is your one shot to impress. And he came up and he was the best monster. And he was scary and moving around with his face screwed up and his hands out in front of him. And it was just amazing. And it really made me think about... You know, what we do when we give children that chance, how we let them onto the stage. And all the other children, you could see them thinking the same. Like, wow, I wouldn't have expected that. And being really surprised. And we carried on and he got to be in a few other stories as well as we were going around. And and afterwards, the children said they preferred the way that we were doing it and that they wanted to try it. And they agreed with their teacher that they'd like to do it for for the, a month and try it out and see and actually i was when by the time i got home there was an email from the teacher and she said to me that the boy had had his first invite home to tea because of that experience so he'd never had any children wanting to play with him he'd never had he'd been really struggling to settle in in his classroom and because he was the monster he gets his first tea invite because you want to have your friends be able to play monsters and be a good monster and act in that way. And the children got to see him in a different way. And I think for me, that's building relationships. That is creating a community of storytellers. It's seeing in a different way that we're not used to seeing in. And I think that is so important. And for our
1: children starting in, September each year when their their groups come together when those classes come together if they're doing helicopter stories from the very beginning those things are going to happen so much quicker they're going to find out who likes trains and who's a brilliant dinosaur who tells great stories about being lost in the woods you know all of these things they're not just you know the small groups of children who might play together they they become a community sharing those stories for the whole class, for the whole group, and everybody benefits from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. It really totally. warms your heart. It really makes
1: you just go, that's just such a wonderful thing, uh, to, to be um so you know involved and, and for that to be such a simple thing to change, you know, to from choosing to not choosing to having that impact is is just amazing i just love it yeah yeah and so so we were also thinking about children wanting to build relationships and reaching out to other children in the class and reaching out needing their story to be heard for many different reasons so obviously children tell stories Lots of different stories, uh, all different types. Maybe they're retelling The Three Little Pigs, but maybe they're also telling about something that happened to them or something that made them feel sad or, you know, like, um, you know, something about making friends, reaching out to somebody and putting something in their story because their friend also puts that in their story. And um, I think this is really... It really shows that this is important to children. Of course, it is. You know, building relationships is making friends, isn't it? It's being part of a community. And uh, it was really illustrated to me because sometimes we look at stories and we're looking for progression, aren't we? And uh, sometimes those stories don't, depending on when you look in their books, because we put all the children's books. We, well, this is how we do it. We put them in a book together. So they have a front cover with their name on. And every time they tell their story, we thread it on the treasury tags, treasury tag, and they build up their bank of stories. And sometimes when you're looking, okay, what was their story in September? What was it at Christmas? And you're looking for that progression. And sometimes the last story they told is is not indicative of progression of their storytelling, but it's because of something really poignant that they needed from their community of storytellers that day and this happened the other day to me little boy called Leo and he hasn't been at the preschool for very long and he moved here from Ukraine and his story is just I say just but it's a list of all the people in preschool and Leo usually tells stories all about Flash, the superhero Flash. He's just completely obsessed, loves it. Um, and he lists all of these people, name after name after name. And then right at the bottom, it says Flash. You know, but it's just him. And when he was saying their names, he's looking around the room, smiling at them, knowing. And they know that he's putting them in his story. It's like the invitation is, will you be my friend? Are you my friend? We're friends,
0: aren't we? I'm putting you in my story. And you could see that going on between them. Yeah, it's so powerful that, isn't it? You're my friend, so you're in my story. Will you be my friend? Will you, you know, let's have that relationship. I want to. That's how we honour people, isn't it? I had a similar um, situation like that. It was interesting. There's a girl in year one um, who I work with, Ria, and she... She's been in and out of hospital. She has problems with her heart and she's, you know, sort of had to have quite a bit of time off school, on and off, um, at various stages. And she's a really prolific storyteller and, you know, writes beautiful stories, tells beautiful stories all the time and, you know, very creative. And then she was in hospital for quite a long stay. And when she came out, I was in her classroom. And it was her, you know, so I just went, you know, Ria, do you want to tell me your story? And her story was a list story, which was really surprising for a year one, but it was a list of all the names of the children in her class. And she went, we went to school. We sat down and did lessons. And it was It was amazing because I went, you just want normality. You've had this story going on of everything that's happening to you and being in hospital and all of that. And it really felt that for her, she was reaching out to her friends because that's probably what she was thinking about while she was in hospital. And that was what was missing for her and being at school and the normality of that became you know and you'd look at that if you didn't know her and go oh okay she's just not a very sophisticated storyteller yet and da, da, da. but actually it's about that was her building relationships that was her going I need to reconnect I'm using story in that way and another thing that sometimes happens with stories is children use it as a way of telling what has happened to them of what's going on I remember a three-year-old boy once and his story was, boy sick, <laughs> and the joy that he told it, and you could really see him, you know, kind of going, I was really sick, and <laughs> And when he got on stage, it was just him standing up there, and I read, boy sick, and he went there, there. <laughs> I was walking around the stage with the joy of pretending to be sick, because he wanted people to to know. And everyone, of course, laughed, and it was really funny. And it was just such a great way for him to go. That's why I've not been here. That's what happened. That's my story. Oh, it's
1: just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I've got you've got to know this awesome thing. And and it's and I guess in some ways it's it's easier to do that through a story than it is trying to sort of tell everyone, did you know I was sick, you know, and 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 go around speaking to each person. You put it in a story, it's like, oh, there you go, that's why I haven't been here. I mean, equally, um, you know, obviously really awful things happen in children's lives, you know, no matter how old they are. And um, I had a little girl in my class, and while I was there her dad died and um she told stories and we decided that you know because she was really reaching out in the stories she you know we would ask her every every time I was in and every time the teacher did would she like to tell a story because she'd really found a way of working out how she was feeling how to cope through storytelling it was really interesting I think some children decide not to speak some could shy away but for her this wasn't an outlet this was a way of kind of going okay what do i how do i feel and then uh, she told us this particular story was about her dad dying and about her dad had given her this like friendship bracelet type thing and it was round her wrist and in the story she said and she went to school and showed it to everyone And, of course, so we had this moment when we did the acting out that she was being herself and going round the stage showing each person this bracelet. And all of the children just, they just were so brilliant. They they just got it. They seemed to be being really sweet. You know, some of them putting their hands out and touching it. And it was just such a magical moment. And for her, she really... It was so special to her. She wanted everybody else to know that it was special. It wasn't just a bracelet. It was from her yeah. dad. Um, so, again, reaching out. I want you to know how I'm feeling. I want, you know, it's that thing, isn't it? It really is that community, a very tight-knit community that is created through that the ability to tell the yeah. stories.
0: And how story connects us. As well, I think that's the thing. I was, um, As you were speaking, I was just thinking about um, how Vivian Gussin Paley, what she would do when children were away off sick or away for any reason, when they came back, she would share with them the stories that had been told in their absence. And the child would sit next to her and they'd say, oh, well, who played that character and who was that and who did that? And Vivian would catch them up. And it is that thing of, you know, stories of what let people know who we are or what we're going through or help us to make sense of the world. And that actually if you're away from the stories you're missing out on quite a huge part of what's going on in the world and you know all the stories that are happening for that girl at her home she needs to bring that into the classroom by showing her friendship bangle she needs to show this is what's going on because it's such a huge part of who she is and where she is at that Mm -hmm. moment and what's shaping her so it's such a powerful thing I mean it's you know, as a relationship builder, it's such an important mm. moment. And I think also the other thing in terms of building relationships is that because of the way that Helicopter Stories works, it does enable us to support children who maybe are struggling or not at that stage in terms of being able to communicate their needs or being able to say, look, I'm feeling this or whatever, because you can always stop during the acting out and find out what is going on. And I think that's something that, you know, I've really learned from Vivian Gussin-Paley and the way that she worked. And I remember once um, I was leading the acting out of a story it was there was a castle in the story and I know there was a few things going on and a boy whose turn it wasn't he was sort of quite a few round I just noticed he'd wandered around to one of the to the teacher and then he'd gone to the classroom assistant and then I noticed he was crying and I'd kind of been leading the acting out and I suddenly looked over and I could see that he was crying so I stopped the acting out I said sorry can we stop I need to find out what's happening with Declan I need to know what's going on for him and I just went Declan what's wrong what why are you crying and he looked at me and went, I want to be Batman and he just started sobbing he was really physically sobbing and there wasn't a Batman in the story <laughs> and I just went but there isn't a Batman in the story and so I turned to the boy who story it was and I sort of said you know, Declan really wants to be a Batman. Could could he be a Batman in the story? And Declan went, there isn't a Batman. And there really wasn't. It was a castle. It was a prince. It was, you know, sort of a knight story. And you could see him going, Batman. I don't know. There isn't a Batman. And so then I said, okay, Declan, do you want to tell me a Batman story? I said, I'll do it. Let me finish t- Finish the story I'm working on and then you can tell me a Batman story and we can act that out. I want to be Batman. And he was so sad. And I just went to the other child. Look, Declan's really upset. Would you mind if I take his Batman story and act that out and then we come back to your story? And the boy was fine with that because I kind of went, I need to deal with this. This child is distraught. So he came, sat by me, and I said, what's your story? And he went, Batman. And I wrote that down and that was it. And then I just went, can I see you moving around the stage as Batman? And he walked around the stage as Batman, getting gradually more smiley and happy. And then we clapped, thank you. And he sat down and then we carried on with the other story and he was fine for the rest of the session. And it really made me think about, you know, needs of what a child needs, what and he needed that then. And the teacher said, didn't you worry that he was going to show off or he was going to, you know, start misbehaving or all the other children would want to turn. And I went, he was crying. If I can't model compassion, how can I build relationships in this classroom? If I can't model what these children need and support them and help them. And I did it all by asking and checking in and making sure that everyone was okay. But that actually, to me, that's the power of helicopter stories in regards to building relationships, is that we let children see that they matter and that those relationships are important. And it's not just between them, but it's also between us as adults and them and how we respect them and how we hear them and listen to their needs. But I think that's probably all we've got time for for this podcast. So...